स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हेलो एंड वेलकम टू मिंट आई एम नसरीन सुल्ताना आई एम एन असिस्टेंट एडिटर एट मिंट I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. In the aftermath of the 2016 US presidential election, expectation of fiscal spending led to a sharp rise in bond yields. Precipitating a sell-off in Southeast Asian equities, a reminder that U.S. elections can have a significant impact on equities in APAC within the markets. Now, once again, as we are headed towards U.S. presidential elections, analysts say that there are mainly three key policy variables to consider, which would matter for equities in the short term. These policies are trade and foreign policy. US Federal Reserve policy and fiscal spending on infrastructure so to assess the potential impact of the US elections on emerging markets particularly India i am in conversation with Gaurav Mishra senior fund manager at Mere Asset Investment Managers hi Gaurav pleasure to welcome you in the show thanks nasreen and uh, hello to you So Gaurav uh, let's begin uh, the conversation by trying to understand what would the US election mean for a uh, market like India So the uh, U- US election outcomes uh, uh, you know uh, can be you know uh, sort of uh, there can be quite a few sort of uh, outcomes we could be looking at uh, in terms of the incumbent or, or the, the the sort of uh, the 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 challenger and also the outcome uh, in the senate and the house of representatives uh, so there are a few combinations which are possible having said that net net as far as india is concerned i think there is nothing in you know any combination whatsoever that might emerge in the us mm-hmm. post the elections uh, which is really negative uh, from the uh, you know indian fundamental and uh, economy and market point of view okay so while we, each of these uh, you know um, sort of uh, challengers and uh, incumbent have uh, will have their own stance on trade foreign policy and maybe also on how they influence the fed uh, on the fiscal stance on the environmental issues but uh, whichever way we look at it i think there's um, you know nothing uh, which will uh, you know throw up uh, major negatives uh, from the indian point of view Okay Gaurav uh see a lot of uh, money that's come to uh, India Indian markets at the moment which is kind of taking the stock markets higher is through the FII route you think uh, that any decisions of course we uh, we know what fed is thinking at least for the next few uh, you know times the fed is going to meet in this year uh, but any do you think uh, there would be any influence of the elections fed elections outcome on the FII flow coming to India no i mean again as far as the election us election outcomes are concerned uh, there could be a nuanced uh, you know there could be some difference in the approach of of the two you know uh, the two uh, again the two sort of uh, incumbent and the challenger on uh, you know how they they might try to influence the fed but frankly the situation in which the us is in right now and including the ongoing communication which the fed has been making in any case suggests that the 
going to follow this easy uh, monetary stance for quite a while. I don't think that will change, uh, uh, you know, in a major manner whatsoever post the election outcome. And therefore, uh, the sort of backdrop we have on, uh, you know, liquidity, etc. Uh, should, uh, you know, sh- should uh, sustain post elections as well. Okay. So, Gaurav, uh, what is your understanding of the uh, DIM money, which is kind of seeing a consecutively out- outflow from Indian markets? Uh, if I have to even look at the mutual funds, there is an outflow. Uh, DIS as a whole is also seeing a major sell of pressure. What do you think are the reasons? Yes, um, you're right. Uh, in the last, uh, you know, three months, uh, mutual fund, uh, mutual domestic mutual funds have, uh, you know, been seeing an um, outflow. Though, having said that, uh, for the full year, they're still a positive of, you know, over two and a half billion. And in fact, in the month of March, in particular, when there was very heavy, uh, you know, outflow from the FIIs of over, uh, you know, five billion US dollars, it was really the DIIs who sort of bought and, uh, you know, covered that in the month of, uh, you know, in that month of March. Uh, in the recent uh, past, uh, sure, yes, there has been an outflow. Uh, I, I don't really look at it, uh, you know, um, I'm not too concerned really. Um, it's been, uh, you know, uh, after a sort of s- situation like what we have all been through, the COVID-19 crisis, uh, there can be a host of reasons why, uh, you know, dif- different types of investors have you know uh, you know withdrawn uh, their their holdings um, you know uh, since there was complete cessation of economic activity there would have been small uh, you know businesses medium businesses individuals um, who who would have had that need for money and there could be you know there would have been some withdrawal on account of all those you know issues additionally uh, maybe you know after the rally um, and the returns which uh, the investors might have seen uh, there could have been some reallocation to other asset classes, including gold or, you know, even within the funds itself, within different sorts of funds. Okay. So, Gaurav, uh, you are not particularly worried about the outflow uh, that we are seeing in the equity mutual funds in the last three months. Uh, Also, the SIP money is kind of uh, declining. And this is not a one-month phenomenon. It's been there uh, for the last three months. There is a continuous, uh, you know, decline in the SIP money. Plus, there is an outflow of the equity mutual funds. How do you see this scenario uh, vis-a-vis the stock markets rally now? So, uh, first of all, the the, uh, rally, uh, you know, is difficult to call or or to or you know making an investment decision based on uh, you know technical flows whether it's domestic or, uh, or you know or from overseas is uh, is is not the sort of the core of you know uh, why and how one should be uh, you know uh, approaching investments so uh, while it's true that there'll be months and periods where fis are you know go, uh, going out there there'll be months and periods where the they, you know there's money flowing out of mutual funds i mean in all this period for sure uh, domestic money uh, into equities has been coming in uh, you know directly uh, through retail hnis and so on so you know that's another trend also which is underway uh, so I'm, you know, I, I'm again, uh, you know, I, I'm not really too concerned. Um, I think, in terms of just pure fundamentals, uh, we are in a situation where there's been a strong rally, uh, you know, across all the indices. Uh, maybe even greater in the small and the mid cap uh, in this year so far. And uh, it's really time for you know the fundamentals also to uh, you know sort of uh, catch up uh, where we are right now. And uh, you know that's going to be important. I think uh, you know if if that that falls in place if the growth 
moment impetus and momentum comes back uh, both at, at an aggregate and you know across different sectors and and for corporate earnings as such uh, that that in my view will be uh, you know most important and these flows which uh, you know uh, have been volatile can you know uh, again you know start uh, getting positive after that so gaurav what's your overall sense of the stock markets now uh, especially with the kind of uh, valuations that many uh, fund managers analysts have kind of flagged off that's very rich now also there is no fundamental support as far as earnings go most companies are uh, in negative uh, and uh, also the earnings uh, for the next few quarters are looking very bleak so what is your overall sense of the stock markets now yeah uh, so sure you know uh, since the rally the <clears throat> the valuations uh, of the market especially on you know uh, on an earn- a forward earnings basis might be slightly uh, um, might be ahead uh, you know versus the long period average and especially if you're looking at just the next you know rolling 12 month forward period the markets will surely be uh, you know expensive by you know uh, at least 4 to 5 p points but uh, if you're looking to how earnings um, are projected to be for fy22 year end uh, then on that basis you know the markets are you know broadly in line with the historical average valuations and then on other parameters meters like price to book they're again at average levels uh, mm-hmm. so you know it's a situation where uh, there's a scope for the markets to consolidate uh, there's also enough scope for the markets to be volatile you know given all possible cues which can emerge uh, from overseas or even from uh, within uh, domestic uh, so that's how I'm looking at the situation right now uh, yes it's going to be very important that uh, growth Uh, in corporate earnings growth you know sort of uh, comes in nicely in the quarters ahead uh, the last quarterly season of course was not so important because we knew the economy was shut for one one and a half months and it reflected in the flow through of uh, revenues and downwards into earnings if anything actually the corporates surprised you know in their ability to get better margins uh, post the results also the 1q results we've not seen any major downward cuts into earnings estimates either for 21 or for fy22 so you know it's going to be this one this the second quarter and third quarter in a festival season season which will set a um, you know um, the expectation right for the next you know 5 6 quarters um, and and that in my view will have a bearing on how the markets uh, hold on and perform from here okay so got a one last question before i let you go is any sector that you think is going to outperform in the uh, in the rally or in the stock markets uh, going ahead in fi 21 22 Yeah, of course i mean uh, in the market at any given point of time uh, and and right now there are some sectors which are you know <clears throat> have not participated or, or are deeper in the value and still you know very relevant for you know uh, the overall economy whether you know so sectors like um, the banking and uh, you know select financials uh, in that category but otherwise there are other uh, trends which are underway which have just got reinforced uh, you know post covid and which will anyway perform well uh, you know essentially uh, you know th- uh, sectors like the you know plays on the digitization uh, and 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 corporates who might be otherwise in uh, you know just plain brick and mortar but who use this um, uh, to you know benefit their their cost structure or even you know in terms of customer acquisition and so on uh, so you know that whole space uh, and it could be it companies with you know which are going to be big beneficiaries of providing digital services to global uh, clients uh, so you know there'll be there 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 are lots of um, uh, you know good uh, sort of sectors you know, for investors who are you know ha- having a horizon of over a year plus and if i may also add sectors like you know the pharma and chemicals and all that also 
are looking pretty promising at this point. All right, Gaurav. So that's been a very insightful conversation about the stock markets going ahead and how the U.S. elections may pan out for emerging markets like India. So thanks, Gaurav, for joining us. Thank you, Nusreen. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemin.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.